Akwaba, welcome back to the Team Ghana EU podcast, bite size where you receive news, updates, discussion and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you the listeners to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Today, the podcast will take a twist with our segment Through the Lens, offering another perspective, whether Ghanaians or otherwise. This segment involves interviewing knowledgeable and regular people as to their experience, knowledge and what Ghanaian football means to them and memorable moments, etc., if any. As football fans, we revere the Brazilians, Argentinians, and the list goes on, but not many Africans or Ghanaians specifically. Our previous guest, Lee Mason, from the Fully Booked podcast, um, contributed, obviously, to the segment um, through the lens, um, to which, obviously, you can go back, obviously, through our our catalogue thus far and have a listen, obviously, to his thoughts and his perspective in terms of how he viewed and um, saw Ghanaian football. Um, to which was obviously received very well. Um, our three segments as usual, youth, senior and other. But before we continue, let me introduce my cousin. Albert Wood. Um, not that it matters, I was about to say our ages, but I mean, obviously he's a couple of years older than me, but um, in both obviously... Having, I'm like 20 years older, but hey, <laughs> um, He's a couple of years older than me, but I mean, in our difference in age, um, we've, we've had obviously relatable... Um, things things to relate to, but at the same time, obviously, have differences in opinions based on football due to the fact, obviously, especially yeah. Arsenal going to get relegated. <laughs> um, due to obviously the teams that we support, he supports Liverpool, and obviously, I support Arsenal. But I don't I support them. We want the world to know they're the greatest things since sliced bread. Come on, sir. Okay, so as I mentioned before, so we'll go through our three um, segments as usual. So, be youth, senior, and other. Our first segment will be youth. Um, so just very, very briefly, as I mentioned before, I like to obviously just provide information so people can obviously then uh, research this information themselves and hopefully be um, informed as to the information I provided. Or alternatively, you may choose to question or see or ask questions as to the things that I've said. So just a quick update in terms of youth players. Obviously, Myron um, Boadu, I believe his um, name is, or certainly his surname. Um, oh, I've made a really bad error. I forgot the name. I forgot the team he actually plays for. But he plays um, in the Dutch... Um, Eredivisie. Thank you very much. Anyway, the Dutch Premier League, um, to which obviously he's scoring a number of goals at this moment in time, and he's currently a Dutch international. Um, so he's playing very well at this moment in time. He might be someone you choose to actually look up on. Um, I've seen him actually on a number of different feeds as to um, Instagram or Twitter um, um, handles in regards to his performances as of late. And Jeremy Frimpong, who currently plays for Celtic, um, he's young, I'm not too sure how young he is. I'm going to say either late teens or early 20s, to which, um, again, I forget. I think he's, again, a Dutch international or he's or he's a Dutch international of some sort anyway. But I've seen as of late that he's been performing very, very well too. Um, so, yeah, he recently obviously won the Scottish um, League Cup, obviously, against Rangers. And I know he scored a couple of goals as of late. He's a centre-half, but he scored his first goal for Celtic and a few other things to which he celebrated on Instagram. Um, my next thing, just very, very quickly, on our last podcast, um, I said I was going to update, or for the first couple of weeks, I was going to mention um, or certainly produce some posts in regards to some of the youth players um, in and around Europe to which I've done so over the past couple of weeks. So if you'd like to obviously find out about some of the Dutch players, not Dutch players, sorry, um, Ghanaian players to which have been played, um, sorry, Ghanaian players um, to which have been playing around Europe from different countries, whether it's England, Italy, France, 
etc etc by all means obviously look for our feed but this is something i'll be continuing um until the end of the month to which obviously when this podcast comes out it'll be the 29th so i'll be continuing for another couple of days to which i've decided to actually turn my attention to women's football actually so we've done men's in some way shape or form to which we do generally well quite regularly in terms of how people are doing etc etc as of late obviously i've posted probably up to 15 to 20 players um in relation to youth players um, to which has got a very very good feedback i've had obviously the youth players themselves you would direct message me like the post etc 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 and actually professional football players are beginning to like a few things and actually the president the um the new Ghanaian president has liked a few of my posts as well and stuff like that too so um he's getting a lot of good feedback so that's something which i will continue with much perform but i will turn my my attention to women's football because i think it deserves some light as well just very, very quickly, just in regards to some of the youth players, I feel I just I will name them and I, I'll name them and some of the positions they play. I do apologize if I get your if I pronounce your name wrong. So I've got Sean um, Dakwa. He plays for West Ham. He plays centre forward. You've got um, Jordi Tutu. Um, how do I pronounce this? I always do this wrong. I said Tutu. Thank you very much. He plays for Arsenal centre forward, but he's currently on loan. He's currently on loan. I forget the name of the side he's out on loan. But I actually posted today, and it's the 25th of December. That's the day we're recording, Christmas Day. Um, I posted um, a profile. So Merry Christmas to everybody. I um, <laughs> I posted um, a profile in regards to him. Noah um, Awuku, um, who's a German international, um, under 17 or 18. He played in the World Cup in 2017. Um Youth World Cup, that is. You've got Yoboa um, Amankwa, who plays for City at centre-half. You've got um, Diviao um, 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 Bobson, who plays for Ajax as a forward. You've got Terry Ablade, who um, plays for Fulham as a forward. You've got Joseph Taylor, who I know personally. Well, I know a few of these people personally anyway. Joseph Taylor, who plays for Barnet um, Football Club as a centre midfielder. You've got Solomon um, um, Banoa. Um, apologies again if I have um, pronounced your name wrong. Um, there we are. Even have a look at it. Bona. Bona. Um, plays for Leipzig. You got Imad San- um, Sanko, who plays for Watford in midfield. You got Sami um, Aprion, who plays for Sheffield United as a forward. You got um, Dennis Gamfi, who plays for Leicester as a forward. I know him personally as well. We've exchanged messages once or twice. You got Zico Azair, who I know personally as well. I coached him as a youngster at Fulham Football Club when I was there. Um, he plays as a defender. You've got Tyrese Fauna, who plays for Nottingham Forest as a centre midfielder. You've got Paul Pia, who's currently at um, Aston Villa, but came through the ranks at Chelsea. You've got Denzo Darko, who's currently at Ajax. He's very, very young, but you will see he's got a very, very good profile. You've got Christian Sadie, who I know personally. I've met him briefly and I spoke to him before. I've coached him um, on a set before. He plays for Bournemouth um, Football Club. In fact, he was on the bench for Tottenham versus Bournemouth, obviously. Um, at the new um, White Hot Lane. You've got Tariq Lamptey, who plays for Chelsea as a defender. Um, and that's the last of the individuals I've currently profiled, but obviously I'll be profiling a few more over the next couple of days and um, leading towards January before I change it to women. I'm unsure if you're aware of this, but this is where we'll start the conversation. Obviously, we'll lead into just one or two bits and pieces. Yes, sir. Did you know that there was an under 23 African Nations? No idea whatsoever. No, okay, cool. So No, I did. Wait, under 21s? There are under 21s, I know that, right? Or not? I mean, I imagine they'll be under 21s anyway, but this was an under 21s. I was nowhere, yeah, I got Okay, cool. But this is kind of my point, obviously, as to through the lens. So you're a very knowledgeable person, or certainly generally in the know as to um, all things going on in football. Especially Uh, that Liverpool are the greatest team on God's green earth. Carry on, sir. Okay, so anything, anything related, or football related, you're generally in the know. Um, But my point being as to... Uh, in fact, I'm not trying to prove a point, actually. I want people to understand... No, I feel I'm trying to... No, 
when I'm thinking about this podcast, certainly in terms of through the lens, I feel I'm trying to prove a point, but that's not necessarily what I want to do because I don't necessarily want to steer the conversation. But I feel um, in the things that I'm trying to portray is I don't believe people or Ghanaian heritage, whether you were born, uh, no, no. if you're born in Ghana, that's different. No, no, no. In fact, yeah, I believe both actually. Whether you're born in Ghana, but may, more so here, I don't think Ghanaians are in the know in regards to um, things taking place kind of in Ghana or in regards to Ghanaian football. And I think we have a, a real slanted or tainted view, um, not necessarily from a bad perspective, but there's, um, our view is a bit skewed. Why, I'm not too sure, but that's what I believe. And I feel something as big as the under-23 African nations, which is the qualification for the, um, for the Olympics next year, I think is something that we should be um, well-informed about. And I'm not saying that is anyone's... I'm actually attributing blame to anybody, but I want to know why these, these things are the case. So just because you're unaware, I'll let you know what took place. Okay, so we, we went to the semifinals and we lost to... Oh my God, we lost to Ivory Coast in the semifinals. That, uh, winning that semifinal would have qualified us for the, the Olympics. But we went into the third and fourth place playoff to which we played South Africa. And we lost that game as well on penalties. And in so, so, we we did, so we, yeah, we came fourth, didn't qualify for the Olympics. If I'm honest, the football from what I saw, I saw a lot of highlights. Um, we qualified for the last game of the group, but we, it was kind of like stop-start. So but we can see, we score goals, but we can see... I was going to say almost Arsenal-like, actually. We could, we could score... Exactly, goals. Arsenal. Yeah, so and very, very much Arsenal-like. Right? We, could, we can score goals, but we can see goals too. A lot right. of goals. Okay. Um, but again, obviously, I've listed 15 to 20 names to which any one of these players going to be involved in that squad. Were they? No. Uh, and the, this is my question. You've got players... And I can... Sorry, this is not a case of... Uh, this is not uh, about me or in any way, shape or form. It's me... <clears throat> Um, providing awareness to everybody else. I can post youth players for the next 365 days, different players, under 23, which could have been involved in that tournament, who potentially were or are better than those players. And this is no slight on the players who played, because I saw some very, very good players. And I probably need to know a bit more about those players to have better judgment, because I saw a lot of highlights and stuff like that. But what I'm saying though, we've got players here who are played, who play at top clubs or have come through very, very good academy systems to which there's no reason why they shouldn't have been playing in this tournament and they could have walked through some of the, walked, potentially walked in this tournament and qualified for the Olympics. My whole aim, or some of, no, one, a few of my objectives is to understand the reason why those players are not being selected, essentially. There's loads of different reasons, but one of my objectives anyway is to explain we have players of um, high quality, and there's got to be a reason why these players are not being selected. Is it due to a lack of awareness or is it otherwise? Obviously, there has been a lot of scandal in regards to bribery, etc., etc. Uh, but for me, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. Right. Like what? In, what? in what sense? What's, um, what's the other depth? Because one thing that I know is that this is first-hand, right? I had a young kid whom <laughs> his real age, his bone age, his carbon <laughs> bone age is yeah. what? 29, 30, 31. Yeah. His passport age is 20... His passport age is 21 or 22. So, of course, there's a little bit of a I get to a certain degree why they want to do that because they're thinking, wait a minute, there's a fast track for you to get exposure. Be the national team or the under 21 or 22 or, 20 or 23. So I kind of get their, their reason, but it is ridiculous because these are young kids 
that are barely 21, that are barely 22, that are barely 23. Now, you're demanding that each of the 23 or 24 that you're going to call to camp pay, let's just say, $500. Yeah. Now, where do you expect them to find it? Now, you're wanting them to maybe come from England, from Germany, from Holland. First, for, first, Firstly, to buy their own ticket, to make their way to Ghana, also to get their own ticket to come back. Now, if they haven't got close familial ties in Ghana, where are they going to stay and who's going to feed, feed them? Of course, possibly you may deal, deal with that. But, but, the, but the whole issue is you want them to pay to represent the country, sometimes not of their birth, but by virtue of them being a second generation yeah. Dash person or whatever. Now, yeah. the other aspect is this. If maybe they were born in Ghana, there'll be more often um, emotional tie to the country. When they're not born in Ghana, in Ghana, in Ghana, generally there isn't that emotional tie because they were never born there. They never grew up there. They grew up in Holland. They grew up in Bremen, in in Hamburg or in Leicester. I want to continue, but so yeah, just, but no, 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 I want to continue, but I want to just jump in there as to there's a couple of things. So I want to touch on the the attachment to the country if yeah. they're second generation. Yeah. I don't find that that issue or that um, that problem arises when it comes to Nigerians. Oh, just my personal, okay, opinion, no. my personal opinion. Right. The only Nigerians I can really think of, there are a few, um, obviously, and that's no slight name in any way, shape, or form. The only ones that come to mind in recent time are Tammy Abraham, and he made it very clear if I'm not selected, I'm going to play for Nigeria. So he was very clear if I'm not selected to play for England anytime soon, I'm going to play for um, Carlton Cole, who I believe is Nigerian. Yeah. And maybe the odd. Well, he's um, Nigerian, Serulinian. Sorry, yeah, that's both. it. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, I completely forgot. Both. Either way, he's Nigerian anyway. Yeah. But the point I'm making is. is handfuls mm. like, um, it will be I'm not saying he would have been got the call up but I wouldn't have been I mean there's, there's every possibility uh, no I'm talking about received the call up and, and got a cap that's something uh, they right. do in this country okay. they'll now, cap you quite early now you know? I've heard that kind of thing you're saying with regards to many kind of countries the thing is is this it's like what have you done for me lately Tammy apart from what he's done for the past 18 games the C season there was no way he was, he was going to get any call up he did well in the championship yeah well for his thingy if he did not and if Lampard never played him still be squirming around in probably in the championship so he would never have got, got a call up now you see also it's cultural as well I think me being a Ghanaian heritage bloke I think especially with the Gossip Nigerians Is it their upbringing? I think partly that. But also, I feel that a majority of Nigerians either born here or born there that grew up here, they seem to have, not all of them, but they seem to have a greater affinity with wanting to rep Nigeria than, as we're talking about Ghanaians, than Ghanaians generally do. But also, though, I can't per se use the argument when it comes to them representing their country because... It will be is not that good. Let's just be blank. Let's just be. It will be is not too tough. Now, if there's a competition, and if there's a huge competition in a particular area, know for sure out of ten, let's say you're the ninth out of ten, are you actually going to get caught up? Let's let's just say the midfield right now of England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. You got Madison. You got all them little boys. Them coming up. You got Mount even coming coming up. If there's a Ghanaian equivalent or an Nigerian equivalent or an Ivorian equivalent, even um, Zala, wait, Zala? Zaha. Uh-huh. Yeah, Zaha. Zaha said the same thing that um, Tammy said. He said, pick me, pick me, pick me, I'm gone. And they never did. And ultimately, ultimately what happened? He said, ah, gone. Ivory goes. I think if there was a Ghanaian boy right, right now performing life for like, 
hasta amigos ten. And he, had, and he faced that same, same option that he had. Either go and play for Ghana or play for this country. And yeah, was still performing. He was, he's just on fleek. I believe they would have cho chosen him. And right. he would have played for him the same way. I'm going to throw you off. Now go ahead. Callum Hudson-Odoi. Uh -huh. is, is that apparently... They've called him. Who? They've called for him. No, no, but okay, no. So I thought you were saying opposite. Okay, cool. Oh, no, okay. I thought you were saying it's opposite that they'll go choose to play for um, the country of their heritage rather than. Oh no, 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 no. Oh okay, no, 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 no. If they're doing well, and the things that you see also is politics as well, also is history. All right, most, most, and to be real with you, if I was a Ghanaian dad, I wish I am. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, if I had a son who was just ripping it up in the championship or 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 the. Or, or the premiership, and I have the choice. Ghana calls him, um, or England calls, calls him. In all truth, and I can clearly see he's got a future. I'm gonna say go to England right, because they look after you. Because I know the I know the GFA how they are. How they are. They'll, they'll, they'll look after you here. You get injured, insurance done. Ghana, Africa, mate, next level. You see, so so sometimes it's not so much expo exposure, it's not so much lack of love for your land, it's the other dynamics. Alright, cool. So I'm glad you mentioned a few things which I didn't necessarily cover. Well, mm. we, we're talking about so the, the, the conversation we're having. Mm. Some of this week I covered with Lee. Of, oh, okay. On the last, on, I think it was episode four. So this is episode six. Lee, what I go on, brother? Cool. Alright, <laughs> so what I what I want to say is. Uh, Okay, so you mentioned um, so what's his what's his name? Apologies, Hudson Tammy. No, no, plays for Everton now. Um, Iwobi. Iwobi. At the time, so this is my this is my knowledge of Iwobi. Funny enough, mm. Iwobi played in the same age group as someone who I know. Okay. Right, and what tends to happen? Not because you play for Arsenal, but it's likely. All right, England will come watch you, or you have England representatives actually at Arsenal because Arsenal is actually a very good club, well, a big club anyway. Certainly in London. Um, either way, all right. Yeah, do it, so. The point I'm making is, Awobi, I'm not even too sure, all right? He may have had an opportunity to play for England, but turned down those opportunities to play for Nigeria or represent Nigeria at younger age groups. That I don't know. Sorry, if you also forget that his, his uncle is, um, it doesn't matter, but his Can't, uncle can't is, No, no, can't. Um, uh, 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 the it. point I'm making, or the point that we've, what we've actually discussed is they've got a strong affinity. My question is, yeah. why do they have a strong affinity? Because I don't necessarily believe that should be the case. Why should that be the case? I mean, you may also mentioned bribery and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And I, I think I don't know if you're referring to someone you know, but I've actually had conversations with people um, about this topic who actually played professional football, played for Arsenal, played for Manchester United, etc., etc. What does it say? Who's that? Roby. Roby. He never played for Nigerian younger teams. He played for England, well, England well, that's, younger that's teams. Not actually, that, well, that's not even a problem for me anyway. Okay. But, but I mean, but he, it was very, very clear from the onset that he was going to play for Nigeria. That came out. It came out. It was very from the onset. But the fella played for. Oh, no, no. But how easy Manchester and accessible? Teams. It's very easy and accessible to play for the underage the underage groups. That. Very easy and accessible. So I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Point. I'm not surprised that happened in any way, shape, or form. And also, I do actually question the structure of the youth age groups. Um, so age groups um, of African sides. Oh Maybe no, they're cack. Yeah, no, 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 organizational. Or, teams. Oh no, organi organizational wise. Yeah, organizational. Yeah. Because as for youth teams, listen, they are because you you know. I was in Ghana for three for three years. Now yeah. I was I was exposed to raw football talent from the whole of Accra, uh, even to the Western region, to Ashanti region. So I saw raw talent. Now I played for you. We played well for for teams here and that. And what I saw, I could bank. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, um, what you call it? Bet. Yeah, bet. But if I, if I was a bear, man, at least five to ten of those footballers that I saw playing raw, their talent and their ability, ability to me, if they got on the conveyor belt of an Ajax or a Milan or a Ma, um, La Masia or some Castilla B for Real, to me, they would have made, made it. But, but the organisation was not there. The whole passport issue, likewise, is an issue. Um, the, the whole, you scratch my back, I scratch your, yours, it's also an issue. Now, Iwobi was actually born in Lagos. So he grew up in Lagos. Then he came here when he was a young little boy. So now his upbringing, internal um, upbringing, was more Nigerian. So therefore his mindset was also Nigerian. That doesn't mean if England called him up and he was doing all kind of crazy stuff on the field, he wouldn't have said yes to um, Nigeria, Nigeria. But there's more of the propensity that somebody that's actually born in the land would rather play for their country of birth than for another nation. Also, there's this thought that I'm a sellout. If I'm born in the country, then I decide, Reg, you know what? The grass is green on the, on the other side, so let me go and play on, on the other side. Also, there's kind of that kind of fear, you know, why they would play for the country of birth. But also, let's also, let, let's be real. Let's, I think this is also a fact that we got to kind of come, um, be mindful of. Most of the players in our modern day now, I'm not talking about from before, that I've seen choose to play for the country of birth, they either develop, not because of the country, but because of the generally the clubs that they're playing for, then the other great players that they're playing around, they develop into some raw talent that's become a diamond. But some of them, they're still, it will be, it's okay. Okay. Standard. It will be okay. It will be won't get into no England team. He won't get into no. So him, there's no an issue. Let's just say a Sterling, because Sterling wasn't born here. He was born in Jamaica. Comes here, lives in my beautiful borough of Brent. Brent, big you up. And then he goes to Q Q Q P R. Beautiful. That's that, that's it. That, that's it. That's it. Stuff. Then the greatest team on God's green earth, the World Club Championship champions, buy him, and he's developed raw talent. Becomes a diamond, bro. Close to becoming a diamond. Then, then he goes to um, 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 City. He's more than a diamond now. So England saw that raw talent. But I was told, Jordan Ibe, according to the academy um, co coaches, they said Ibe was far better than Sterling. Far better. That's what they said. Now, Ibe is a non-Nigerian boy. Okay, they've called him up, but I think he said he said no. I think the whatever whatever it was. Who called him up? Not Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. But I don't. I think he can still. He can still play for them. He ha, he hasn't played for England, has he? No, he hasn't. No. Okay, good. So he can still play for them. Anyways, the point is this. I don't see an outstanding talent that was eligible to play for England or maybe Spain or um, Germany say no to him, or rather, the country doesn't call him up. Then, then, then they, then they go and play, play for um, the country of birth. I was shocked. William Williams. In your opinion, he's got a boy, you know. I knew that. I know. I, I, I was like, from Guinea, from Guinea, I was like, mm. I had no idea. But, but he can't play for us. What Spain do? 
Really bad people. Sp- <laughs> but they all do that. So we'll touch on it because I've got his name. Okay, so I'll 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 I mean, he's a, he's a senior he's now. A senior now, I mean, now yeah. So go on, I can't call so him I've, I mean, I've discussed Yaku Williams before anyway. So oh, I mean, okay, I don't know. Um, but sorry, but just like sorry, my thing is my thing is this. So you spoke about being in Ghana young and stuff like that, and the thing. And I saw them play awesome talent. No, no. So this this is my thing, and this is what I've I've picked up on. I picked up on the fact that actually, I mean, I don't know this personally, but oh, sorry, we had a, a mini documentary with um, the women's um, national coach. Oh, okay. Um, so I've just had, I've discussed with him mostly okay. some of the, um, let's say, the protocols in Ghana and stuff like oh, that. Right. So he spoke about Coles football and stuff like that in Ghana. Oh, I don't okay. understand what that means exactly. Coles, he said it. Coles football. Coles, so just like Andy Cole, but I'm saying that's it. the Coles football is some form of process oh, or right. let's say district football or something like that. I don't know, but I mean, that's what he said. It's called Coles football. It sounds familiar, but okay. Yeah. So the point I'm making, or the point I would like to make, is um, the structures aren't necessarily the best in Ghana in relation to field trainers, boys. Plus, um, what I picked up on, I'm saying what I saw, and this is just from my my experience and knowledge, obviously, in working in professional football here. Now, I saw this was widely on the internet. Like they did. Um, there was a Wafu um, um, West African football like um, tournament for under 15s recently. They went round and scouted or did like um, a talent ID to find those boys. Now, there's no way in God's green earth in this country would you need to do a talent ID to go find um, players to play for your national team. There's no way. The, the players are in the system already. The players are playing for all yeah. the professional clubs yeah. and they're representatives everywhere. So you just go to the national yeah, club, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to the, to the clubs. Yeah, so and either, watch be, either be sent up or England, um, England um, uh, representatives will yeah. come watch. There's yeah. no way you're going to have to go to, let's say, England and put posters on your wall and do yeah, so. That's not happening. Mm, That's mm. happening in any way, shape, or form. So unless someone can correct me in regards to that, um, because the structures are not there, though. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, the players are there. There's no. Oh no, for sure. There's no doubt. But what? What? The reason why I'm saying this, and the reason, and the reason I am very passionate about this, is because I was. So we're currently going through a green spell in England, where there's a lot of players coming to the fore, like youth players. Now I was working at Fulham Football Club in 2009-10. A lot of those players now are making their debuts. Were part of the group who won the World Cup in um, India and all that type of and all that type of stuff. So I, I was, I was there when these things were happening, when these kids were first going into academies at under sevens, eights, nines, right. so on and so forth. And there's a lot of these kids, so the Sessignons, all these kids, these are kids who I coach and I saw and all that type of stuff when they first went into the clubs. And the thing I used to do and look around at times, like on Sundays when you're watching academy games, um, was I go, oh, that's a Ghanaian, like blah, 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 yeah, that's a Ghanaian, so on and so forth. Yeah, so I'll go, yeah, that's a Ghanaian, so on and so forth. And the thing I'll take from it was, oh, sorry, I kind of lost track of things. So, like, the point I'm making is, essentially, is, like, unlike ourselves, who are, like, mid-30s, etc., etc., we access the system when we're 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, these kids are accessing the system at age 7, 8, 9. Who here, here in Ghana? In this country. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, have yeah. the system in mid teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These kids are accessing the system yeah. early. Yeah. And in so are now competing at the highest level yeah. in the academy. Yeah, because they start, they start young. So you're able to rear them up yeah, from, from young. These kids, what I'm saying is like, and also what differs us from England and other countries is like, there's also the social, political, and economic issue. That, that's this is, big. But this is something that I, 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 I even did a bit of research on this as well. Right. England's a country where, like, people will want to correct me, but like, I think if you understand football or otherwise, even a little bit, you'll probably agree with me. So England in particular, yeah, England in particular, I mean, it's changing a little bit. You don't find 
um, loads of, oh my God, um, I don't want to say immigrants, that's not the word I'm looking for, expats, but that's not necessarily kids. We don't travel very well, so you're not going to find, unlike Ghanaians or Africans who are all over the place, you're not going to find English pl- English people all over all the place, the place. Right, like cool. like ourselves. Oh, cool. So the point I'm making, the, the point I would like to make is, we have a large pool like people go, oh, really? I'm not too sure. Is well, a large pool of Ghanaians here, you mean? I'm in, well, like, like, so, oh, anywhere you mean? Yeah, so okay. Oh, of so, course, yeah. So in the, Germany, Holland, yeah, so, and here. Oh, so this, 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 these, these numbers are different. So these numbers um, vary from the years, but I took this from Wikipedia. From when? Um, no, oh, it yeah. varied. So like 2014. Okay, 15, so, right, so okay, but okay. I don't have all the dates. Okay. okay. So Brazil, we've got 500,000. Ghanaians. Right. Ghanaians. <laughs> right, yeah. right. so, uh, Are they sure? Yeah, 500,000. Right, in England. When? When? When was oh, that? So I've got the year. Okay, I'm sorry. You haven't got it. Right. Okay, okay. So, sorry. England, it said 100,000. I know that might be more now. Saying, this, is, this is at least five, six, seven, eight years old. Wait, how can you get 500,000 in Brazil, Ghanaians? You get 100,000 here. Well, we've been coming here for, since 1920s. I reckon they're there part of slave trade. Who knows? But I mean, like... Wait, so... Wait, wait. So when you say five, for 500,000 Ghanaians, do they mean even, like, pre-slave... I don't, know, that. I don't know that. But not too sure. These are just very simple I have to but check. Right, as Wikipedia. I mentioned before, these okay, sorry. are... Baum, as I said, research it. I've taken this from Wikipedia. Right, okay, to cool, Diaspora cool. and so on and so forth. I said Italy, 50,000. Germany, 30,000. Spain, 10,000. France, 12,000. So I feel, or I believe, like, we have, there's a trick we're missing. And the so you mean there's a greater pool in all these countries, so why are not the Ghanaians utilising it? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I mean, if our structures are fantastic in our country, we can look after our own home. But the fact of the matter is... It's not. No, but the fact of the matter isn't, but that's not even the point. Right. So I mean, the fact of the matter, we've got players outside of our country who are doing exceptionally well, but we're not taking advantage of that. You've right, got Alfonso Davis for Bayern Munich choosing to potentially play for Canada instead of Ghana. Now, please... That's what? Not. He's gone in? Yeah. But I know what I want! When I hit that corner, I'm going to stop it like a boy. Seriously, he's gone in? Yeah. Alfonso Davis gone in. I thought... He's born in Ghana. Alfonso Davis, you know who I'm talking about, yes? Oh, no, no, of course I know. Um, Bayern boy. I'm sorry. And there's a few, and all right, so like. Oh, I, wow. I, so, sorry, I forget where I was going, obviously, sorry. due to the excitement, but I mean, like, um, I just feel we should be taking advantage of those. No, no, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, that's. Is he Ghanaian, yes or no? That's what I'm No, no, he's Liberian. Yeah, that's what I knew. You see, where is. Ghanaian, yes or no? No, no, he was born in Ghana, no, he was born in a camp. You see the Bunyamburan camp. Okay, so let's give you a look at history. I love history. The Bunyamburan camp is where all the all, all the librarians are kept in Ghana yeah. when they had their war and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of them that are actually born there, but they're not actually Ghanaians gone in by yeah. heritage. There are more librarians that are born in Ghana. So he the, the people generally can be they can play for Ghana, but primarily they're librarian because I I knew that Alfonso Davis. I, I heard at one time. He was, he was a Liberian Canadian. That's what I thought it was. So when you say anything, Connie, I'm going to ask you. Anyways, anyways, you carry on. But I, but I know he's a Liberian anyway. All right, cool. No worries. Okay, this is supposed to be a short podcast anyway, but what I want to do very quickly. Um, by the way, you can research this. I know he's... He, so Albert wants to really go into it. But I mean, you can research this anyway. What I'm saying is there's loads of, loads of players at our disposal to which I believe... No, it's should, true though. I, I agree to that. Um, ...be looking into. So I just want to move on very, very quickly. Yes. No, sorry. Before I move on, all right. So I've named all the players. So whether so, I, um, all the players that I've posted obviously as of late. Now, what I want you to do very, very quickly. It might be an exercise for ourselves, or it might be an exercise for you, or, or, or an exercise for you. Look at those players based on your knowledge or, or lack of knowledge, to which you can research and look at the players who played in the under twenty threes, to which I'm not putting any shade on any way should perform because there are good players. Hmm. All right. And the point I'm making is, there hundred, there's hundred percent 
um, their kids from the kids that I mentioned who can fit into that squad, fit into that starting eleven, and could have played in the under twenty three tournament. The point I'm making is, why aren't we taking advantage of the system? There should be a, there's no reason there's no reason why we shouldn't be taking advantage of the system. Moving on to senior. Um, Okay, so um, women's football. Okay. Um, just want to mention this very briefly. I haven't done um, as much research as I would like to, but it's some. In fact, no, sorry, I couldn't find any research. Uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm going to women's football. Yeah. Women, no, no, sorry, no, I know they. Um, re- I said this in the last podcast. So they recently put together a new um, um, constitution. I think the word is um, for the Ghanaian Committee for Women's Football. Um, so which I'm trying to find out more information in regards to when the league's going to take place, etc., etc., etc. So I've, I've started following a few Instagram accounts as to. Um, gaining new knowledge and stuff like that but um, I know again obviously if you look at one or two of our um, documentaries on Yusuf Pisagi obviously he was the Ghanaians under 17 coach I'm going to say under 17 or under 21 coach um, to which obviously they played in the World Cup um, a few years ago anyway so you can um, check that up check, look, look at that sorry as to get a bit more information um, but I will definitely obviously update yourselves as to women's football but I know the They've, got, they've constituted a new committee uh, to which, obviously, I think there should be updates coming shortly and to which, obviously, I'll be posting about them as well. So from January the 1st, I'll be posting about women's football a bit more frequently, certainly for um, the first two weeks of January in regards to players, historic players, players currently playing now and stuff like that as well. Uh, moving on just very, very quickly. So the league in Ghana, the Ghanaian Premier League, um, I believe has started. I know the, the launch date, I think, was um, on Saturday gone. I think that was the... 15th I'm going to say um, I might be making a, st- a mistake um, but that anyway the launch was very recently um, so that's good to see um, I'd advise people to kind of maybe just do a bit of research in regards to some of the historic teams there the teams who have played um, and won the most championships obviously in Ghana the Accra Hata people go and support them um, the ones who have done well <laughs> in the, the CAF Champions League and stuff like that as well um, I think that's very important I know where um, some of us might be the diaspora and living in um, England or living in Europe or what have you, any of but I think it's good to have some sort of foundation as to knowing a bit more about Ghanaian football. Um, the new president, um, Kurt um, Okraku, almost um, pronounced or mispronounced that. Um, I mispronounced it obviously last time we had this podcast. Um, I've been a little bit impressed based on, on some of the stuff that he has done, um, some of the initiatives or things which he, or the direction in which he's kind of taken in regards to. Um, developing women's football um, obviously the Ghanaian Premier League obviously has just begun now obviously after the recent scandal to which now things are up to speed um, it'll be interesting to see obviously the direction in which that goes I know he joined the under 23 um, squad for the African Nations to which obviously they continue with the theme bring back the love which kind of brought back some sort of energy um, as to Ghanaians following the national side as well and obviously I know the actual full squad obviously won the first few of their games for qualification for the African nations as well um, so there has been a very, very good feel factor as to his tenure thus far in his first month stroke month and a half so I have been impressed with some of his initiatives I mentioned this in the last podcast but I think I'd advise people to maybe do a bit more research as to that as well so they mentioned women's football um, obviously the campaign has to bring back the love um, they have been. Oh, this. Oh, you, this might interest you as well. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. If I'm, I did mention this in the podcast. Um, he's put something together. I think with the Spanish. Uh, or trying to put something together with the Spanish FA, to which um, there'll be like exchange of coaches and stuff like that. That's so, great. Yeah. So I, I was very, very impressed with that's that. Good. I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. So, so even make it easier for Ghanaian players to go over there um, and play football and stuff like that. So I thought I was very impressed with that. That is quite. Well, let me ask you something. You know, 
Ajax have got a semi-kind of academy in Ghana. Yeah. I think PSV and maybe either PSV or one of the Dutch clubs have got, got one. I think... Yeah. I think one or two English, yeah, I think fine. Either all three of them, or just two or two of them. I know Ajax definitely got one. And I think one German club has got one. I'm not really sure. And I think one English club has got one. Now, how's that working? Because as far as I know, the talent is there. So how are they, how are they? That is a very big question. And that I don't actually have the answer to. But I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to raise that even in some of our Instagram posts in the new year. Or we'll definitely, um, in part six or episode, no, episode seven, sorry. Or are they just not making it? Because the pool is big in Ghana, and we know if they're really... Because I know even Desai has got his academy as well. He's got, he's yeah. got his little thing he's doing. And I know that um, Abedi has got, has got his team. He, he actually has a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, Abedi Pele, not... Uh, yeah, Abedi Pele. He's got, he's got his team. And now, my thing is, as I said, when I was there in 2000 to 2003, I saw talent. And I know that if those talent are really nurtured properly, not like... I'm doing it for you because I want I want some dosh after you after you make it big. To me, if they've got that training, they've got that basics of what we have learned here, what you are doing in Fulham, if they've had that, to me they can be a messy. And there's not no some some pizza Quite dream. dream. Yeah, I mean, so it's not aware. because I've seen the talent. If the talent were nurtured properly and not like on their passport, they're 15, but yeah, they're really actually someone's granddad. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ones that are actually 15, 17 years old. If they really have got that upbringing, that football upbringing, they've really got the coaches around them to say, listen, I can see you got a raw, messy s kind of talent. you got that raw, Ronaldinho kind of, kind of talent. But I just want to kind of just give you, and I want to um, 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 cultivate what you, what you do have. I believe with all my heart and soul and spirit, Take that Ajax team. That Ajax team of 994, 95, that one thingy. It was full of what? Four to five Nigerian players, or Nigerian stroke, African, African players that were taken by the Ajax team and they, they, were, they grew from that little smaller core boys that became semi-big men and then through that, they won, I think three or four of them, Sunday, um, Kanu, uh, oh, Sunday, Kanu. Oh my God. Well, anyway, so now, those two, I'm sure they were playing some small local boy game in um, Niger. Yeah. They picked them up. They gave them that European technicality that yeah. they lacked. They had the skills. I mean, they had the, they had the drive to a certain degree. They had the skills. They had the raw talent. But then it had to be put into the cauldron of that European kind of mentali- <laughs> mentality and how I bring in. Ultimately, look what Kanye went to go do. From Inter... To Arsenal, the Kaki team, well, they were a great team then. <laughs> you know, Philly George, then they went ahead and then won the gold in where? 1996. So you see the progression. They were local boys in some next backyard. They came to Europe. They won with their local team. And then they, they were the first African team. We got bronze in 1992. They won the whole way to get the gold. With the same kind of nexus, the same kind of cracks of the team of Sunday, Fanidi, Kanu, Terry Buwes was in there, Babangida was, was in there, then yeah. what's his name? Okocha was, was in there. But it had that, it was around that nexus, that, that core Ajax. So, although you're asking, although you're asking about the raw talent that are, that are here, is it also a matter of debate where are we... Are we, um, 
or rather, what are what are we doing with European teams? Maybe going back, to, going to Ghana and set up the academy. We know financial order, but 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 have they feasibly, financially, feasibly look look at it and say, right, okay, do you know what? Let's let's see what we can. What, what you we know, I'll be honest. I don't even buy all that. Like, is there money involved? I, like, for me, like in regards to structures, I mean. There are, like, I've said this before and I'm mm. going to say it again, mm. all right? Mm. So myself, I've got experience as a professional and I'm not yeah. even talking about myself, mm. all right? There's other people I've spoken to who are senior, 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 senior people at professional football clubs who are Ghanaians, mm. all right, who, I don't need to say what their jobs are. It's mm. quite simple. They go around and they identify talent, mm. all right? What I'm saying is, in working in those environments, we have the structure and the knowledge to implement stuff. Yeah. We're not the only individuals who um, have this this upbringing or this of knowledge. Course. There are loads of Ghanaians yeah. who are involved in professional football clubs. Yeah. All right, um, so it's not a case of it is obviously there will be some financial. Um, attachment to it mm. but I don't think it's a case of we need Europeans to come to Ghana blah okay. blah blah we've got the knowledge it's a case of let's implement it but at this moment in time there is I do believe that there was previously certainly a, a mentality of how can we make it the most money like, I mean, how can we make the most money I don't want it to come across simple but there was um, um um, in, incorrect practices which were taking place whether it's bribery mm. or otherwise to mm. which has tainted or prevented Ghana moving forward mm. what I want to do very quickly okay. before I actually um, essentially ask you some of the main questions of which I brought you here today anyway okay. alright I thought I'd just name a few of the by the way all we just spoke about was a preamble to what we're going to talk about now so <laughs> Go ahead. What I want to do very quickly is just run through some senior players, all right? Who all right. so just a couple, all right? Okay. To which and I do this, I do this kind of on purpose. And all again, right. it's not that I've got a, an agenda. It's a case of I just don't understand why some of these players haven't been courted before. Okay. As to playing for Ghana. Okay. All right. Or or courted before or courted now. Okay. So. Um, Ampadu, Ethan Ampadu. They have. Have courted him before. He, yeah. He, he. Okay. He just says no. Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is, you know, no. I'm not saying none of these people have not said no before. Mm -hmm. But no, all right, my, these are this, sorry, this is my um, my the thing I'm questioning. Mm -hmm. All right, now these people are like Ethan Ampadu. So how old is he? Went so he's uh, he's quite, he's really young now. Anyway, he's nineteen. Still very young yeah, now. All right. 19, but the point 19. I'm making, or what I want to understand, is I think there are structures, or certainly people in this country. And sorry, we're only t I'm only talking about kids who are generally in this country. All right. I'm not even, not even, like, I mean, I know that Holland, blah, blah, blah. So there's players everywhere. I think the, the three to four main countries here, Germany, Holland, for Ghanaian players yeah. and Austria. I mean, I mean the main the ones. The main ones, yeah. yes. Here, Germany, Holland. All right, the point I'm making is, all right, now, I don't see why these kids are not um, identified younger. Not necessarily approaching them, but you know who they are. Why are we waiting until, like... Um, they're 16 and then they're or even older than that before we, we, we approach them by then they've already been filtered into some of the European not European system but when I mean European system I'm talking about playing for England playing for this playing for that and I don't even have a problem with that but once they get to a certain point we should be really not in their ear but I mean yeah, you should be essentially in their ear as to these are the opportunities we want to provide you but let me just go through these players I don't <coughs> want to talk about too. I don't want to go we've, we spoke about this for an hour, almost an hour anyway so there's Ampadu um, I mentioned Alfonso um, we discussed that but anyway but um, Alfonso Frimpong um, Bawadu Depay, Adoy, um, Jerome Boateng, Enketia, Balotelli, Moise Ken, um, Inyaki Williams. Moise Ken has not gone in. He's Sierra Leone. There's no way he's. He, he is. He's He's not gone in. He's Sierra Leone. All right, go and check. What's with him? No, he's Sierra Leone. There's no way. I'm not buying that. But anyway, Moise <laughs> Ken, Inyaki Williams, and I've heard um, Wijnaldum has gone in as well. Apparently, his dad was. 
Yeah, and I've read that. I've played that. He's but, Cyril Demise! Huh? Cyril Demise and Malaysian or the thing. What that even talk? Anyway, that's not even the point I'm making. It's obviously, here or there, there might be an odd mistake. By the way, I'll say... Ivorian, even. Who? Moise Keane is Ivorian. Where have you read that from? Uh, Wiki, Wikipedia. The good to? prophet Wikipedia. Either way, I'm not, I'm not, not even fussed about that anyway. So they want to do their own research. Why don't you type, type Ghana and what do you call it? I'm not interested in what this is, Wikipedia. Um, type um, Ghana and, and Moise Ken. Anyway, this, I'm not even interested in that. The point, okay. I'm, you know, point, the point I'm making is um, there are a number of players to which who are currently um, playing football who, my, in my humble opinion, could potentially represent Ghana. All right? if you, if, with some of the players that I've actually listed down today, all right, how many of those individuals would potentially get into the current Ghanaian squad? Or, it's not a case of one beating the other, would enhance the Ghanaian squad. All I'm saying is we can do better. But moving into some of the, let's say, some of the pertinent questions about yourself and obviously why you're on, on the podcast today, is who were your influences growing up? And I kind of want to draw a comparison as to maybe why they weren't Ghanaian or potentially even African in some way, shape or form. I've kind of skewed the question, but who... But, who do who are you? Uh, well, with my age, I am I a, a ripe old age nearing four zero. So you can all work that out, okay? So I'm at a belt off of uh, thirty five plus, okay? And because I was born in Ghana, although I grew up here, um, north west and west London, London, because I grew up in Ghana. Well, I'm born in Ghana, but came came here when I was young, so I was exposed to footy really really young and and the first person i was exposed to and and i and i and i, and I really thought rare was i Billy Pele? that was the per- first person so i always had that desire and then i did my little re- research and i knew i knew that i believe i got, got his name from the pele himself edson arantesto nascimento the man himself the big boy and so when i when i was young i pretended to be pele i actually called us in fact andrew himself knew well, we used to do a little kick, kick, kick around in um, Hanwell. I said I was Pele. Blatantly, everybody, I was Pele. So, Pele was my inspiration, both the Ghanaian one and the uh, um, and the Brazilian Brazilian one. So, so I was growing up and growing up, and yeah, I think for me because that was my generation, the nineties, eighties kind of generation, they were mine. I never because I was still kind of my same age, mate. I never. Screwed myself after Kaká or Zidane or Ronaldo. Um, I won't even say the real Ronaldo. There's only one Ronaldo. The other one is called Cristiano. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, no, my my singular and primary inspira- inspiration, stroke inspirations, was and is Abedi Pele and Pele himself. Yeah, that was those were my inspiration. No. Premiership fella, possibly, possibly, if I was a left footer, and if I played on the wing, it would have been John Barnes, because he's from he's from he's from that kind of generation as well. But otherwise, it was it was Abedi Abedi Pele and Pele. Okay, I would have thought otherwise. Not that I've got any names. Ah, okay. Um, who would you, who would you have thought? Um, I can't really. Think. No, in fact, you did say Pele. So I'm, I mean, I mean, previously, when so when we were younger, I do remember mm, that actually. So yeah. it's, it's not like it's false. Mm. Um, but I would have thought you might would have said you might have said someone otherwise. Can't think of names, but okay. Um, uh, okay, but that's just one individual. Who mm-hmm. else did you kind of look up to? Was there anyone else? Romario. Again, generational again, because that was the kind of ninety five. I mean, sorry, ninety four World Cup. And 
all these local boys that became that became big, they weren't. You know what I mean? And I think also because because at some point I wanted I wanted, I wanted to be a footballer, and Andrew himself know, knows the game. Nonsense! Wait, wait, wait! I had bomb skills. Listen, even Lee. Jacob, Mr. Mirabad, you also my local total skills, yeah? No, no, I'm saying all that because I think because you're you're going to a point now. By '99, football were my were my were my thing no more, and most of the ones that are legendary right now really broke from like '97, '98, '99. So the Ronaldo's and even Zidane and whatnot. That was nine. Well, Zidane did his great his great stuff for '90s. Seven or nine six for thingy, but I th- yeah they were never my inspiration because um, football although um, Gazzella Gaz- football Italia was it football Italia don't go go on channel on channel on four boom but even then um, I think my, my inspirations were so deeply entrenched that the new local boys that were coming out the Zidane's and the Ronaldo's weren't really my cup of tea. So it was more the Romarios. It was more, um, yeah, the Baggios. That's kind of thinking, yeah, that divine ponytail doing his thing. They were more my, my kind of cup of, cup, cup, cup of tea. I weren't influenced by them because, yeah, I was more influenced, as I said, by Pele. Tell you the truth, I don't think I had no sec- secondary influence. I think Pele, Pele, uh, oh, Papan. Jumpy and Papan as well. Because he was he, he was of the Abedi Abedi Pele kind of generation as well. So yeah, so those are my kind of primary influence influences, I think. Ah, right, cool. All right. So just moving on. Yes. Moving on. Just yes, kind of sir. Concluding. Yes, sir. Obviously, with it being Christmas and obviously New Year's upon us. Yes, sir. What would you? What would be your New Year's resolution in regards to um, Ghanaian football? What would you like to say? Maybe your three New Year's resolutions for Ghanaian football. And yeah, what would you? Yeah, what do you want? What would you want? I think we need to lament the fact that we haven't built up on. Uh, all the love that we receive. I think when which World Cup? Two thousand and six. It was um, ten. Okay, ten was when we got to the cool. semi core cool, core cool finals. Yeah, and then and then we got we got to the World Cup after that again, right? Four, yeah, four years after. Yeah. We got, okay, now I think the, the one after we didn't get there, we did. No, we so, didn't. No, we weren't in, in Brazil. Yeah, we weren't in Brazil. Now, to me, I lament that that for a good two World Cup series, we were good. And I love the fact that we haven't built a pump on that. To me, that's just ridiculous. Because, you see, one of the things you said is that why are we not getting these young players? Apart from the Ghanaian coaches not doing their job. Yeah. It's like you're out of, you're out, you're, uh, you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So if there isn't that... Um, we were at 2014. Sorry, I thought you we were. I, was just, I got that wrong. Oh, we were in 2014? Yeah. 14, 6, 10, 14. We were in Germany. We were in definitely Germany. in Germany. We were, we're in, in South, South Africa. Africa and we were in, in Brazil. We're in Brazil as well? Yeah, we were. Okay, cool. All right, now, I lament the fact that we haven't been able to build that, that kind of um, euphoria. We haven't built upon it. Because to, to answer part of your, 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 your question where, yeah. why are we not either um, not getting as many um, English young, English Ghanaians playing for us, Apart from coaches not going around, that euphoria that was established from those, especially the primary World Cup that we went in and we got to the core finals and then etc, etc, etc. It's like we hadn't built up on that. And so we weren't able to get players around thinking, Reg, you know, I can actually be part of doing something for the country of my parents' birth. 
and the country where at least once every three years I go back and eat some fufu and eat some bang banku and whatnot. So one of the three 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 kind of um, res resolutions that I would have in mind for Ghana is to echo your frustration and almost to kind of steal the frustration is that we get I hate hearing of uh, what's his name um, Ampofu or some 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 some. The one that's playing for um, Austria, he's an, he's, an, he, he's an Austria defender, mm -hmm. Ghanaian dude. I think even born in Ghana, but foolishly played for Austria. And then, uh, uh, was he born in Ghana? Anyways, anyways, anyways. One, one, of, my, one of my three will, will, be, will be that either born in Ghana or born abroad, abroad. They'll have more of an affinity, more of a love for their, for their land. That, when it's all said and done, that there's every structure in place for them to succeed. That there's no cheating, there's none like that. That, that, that they're going to be looked, out, looked after, that they opt for the Ghanaian national team than the, um, the country of, what, um, the European the country, country that the country. they're from. Yeah, the, yeah, they adopt the country. And in fact, I would, I, would, I would love that to be the portion of every African country, in fact, every country where, you know, they're from. I, I really love that, and and I would I would understand the the, the Brazilian pandemic where the Brazilians don't choose them because their pool is big. So the Ukrainians, like Eduardo, they get snapped up by them. Like Costa and like Pepe, they get snapped up by thingy at what Spain and then uh, and Portugal. So that's a different kind of dynamic still. But yeah, so one would be that they can't, they really do come up. Secondly. That more raw talent would, would come out from Ghana itself. Because as I said, they're there. I, I would love that. I would really love, love that. And yes, yeah, so that's that. And then thirdly, the World Cup is in two years' time, right? We still need to qualify for that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't qualified yet. We? This, this, no. yeah, so in fact, I don't think they've, had, they've actually started, started no, they everything. Haven't, they no. haven't started yet. I think they do qualify for the African nations. So I think they are depending on how. I, I can't, I'm not too sure. Yeah, they're doing some foolishness with that. Okay, anyways. Yeah, so those three three things. I want I want Ghana to at least walk away with, with one trophy of, 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 of some sort. You know? So that's the, those are my three um, New Year's holy resolution in Jesus' name. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for. Listening to the Team Ghana podcast. Yes, yes. Um, for the 29th of December. Aquabo. Afishapa, Afishapa, Alicious. As I mentioned, um, I'll be posting obviously about women's football um, into the new year, certainly for the first um, couple of weeks, in regards to players who have been historic, obviously, for the national side and players who are currently uh, involved in the game as well, and obviously providing information as to the ongoings on, um, in the game as well. Um, so thank you for listening if you've got any questions or queries like always please uh, message us obviously at teamgarnaeu at gmail.com or alternatively um, let's say now what would be the traditional way obviously via social media which would be at teamgarnaeu whether it's Instagram Twitter or even Facebook as well thank you again for your time and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks